Welcome to Earthly Musings, where I, Monica, your host, will talk about the spiritual, the healing journey, and teaching, and how they are all interconnected. Let's just say I have a lot on my mind, and I can't wait to share with you all. Enjoy! Hi, and welcome to another episode of Earthly Musings. Um, I have been sick, (coughs) so uh, don't mind my cough, but... um, I haven't felt as inspired to make an episode until the last couple of days. I have just kind of been doing some research and learning some new things and insights and discovering different things. Um, and I started reading uh, a book called uh, The Three Waves and the New Earth by Dolores Cannon. Um, my friend has been kind of talking about this book for a couple months now, and something happened yesterday that I knew I had to start doing more research. Um, I'll share this, uh, I'm not going to share everything that I have learned and everything that I have, uh, become aware of, but I will say that I have been going through a new, like, energetic upgrade, um, and a lot of things just have been happening subconsciously for me, and I've just become more aware of certain things, so essentially I'm going through another awakening, um, and I just kind of wanted to share my experience with that, and then, um, share the new things that I'm learning that I feel are relevant to who I am and what I plan to put out there. Um, So let's start with this awakening. Um, For the last couple of weeks, I've just felt an intense knowing. And I've, you know, ever since I tapped into my healing journey three years ago, um, and tapped into my intuition and, and started gaining trust with it and starting you know, started having those internal conversations with myself and changing the way I think about things and view things. Um, I've just become more and more aware of my truths um, and the truths that I believe, uh, you know, have brought me here to earth, right? So I definitely think I'm still like a baby soul. I'm 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 going through my second awakening that I think is going to essentially change my whole world. Um but there have just been a lot of like indicators that have shown me that I'm, you know, I know I'm on the right path. I know that what I am discovering and learning is putting me on a path to healing and a path of sharing that healing with others and hopefully encouraging others to start their own healing journey. Um, so my awakening is happening. I'm knowing things before they happen and I'm, I'm understanding those things. And it's, it's really cool to be able to tap into that intuition and to trust it. Um, I don't get me wrong. I still, don't 100% trust myself. And so that's something I'm working on this year. Um, But my biggest goal was to work on my connection with my body, my physical body, because I don't always feel like I am a part of it. And there's a reason for that. And today I heard that reason. And I 
just was shocked. Um, so I wanted to share uh, those things that I have learned today um, with you all. Um, so like I said, I started reading this new book by Dolores Cannon. Um, and she talks about how after the atomic bomb went off in the 40s, essentially other beings from other universes, other dimensions, other planets were like, whoa, we need to help Earth step in before Earth becomes nothing, right? Because Earth is a very sacred place. It's a place where souls come to learn many, many lessons. And if you've read Journey of Souls, um, which I truly do find a lot of merit in what he has discovered, um, what Dr. Michael, uh, I think, oh my gosh, is it Michael Newton? I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, what he has discovered and and I'm finding that Dolores Cannon also had these thoughts about Earth and about souls. Um, but she kind of goes to a next level. So I wanted to share an experience that I had when I first started uh, going to Reiki. And this was my own personal experience. Everybody has their own experience. But this experience for me was pretty cool. Um as I, so it was one of my sessions, it was, it was probably January, 2020, I don't know, something like that. And I was at my Reiki practitioner's, um, office and we were doing a session and this session was incredibly, uh, intense. It was, everything was hot. I was sweating. My Reiki, my Reiki teacher was sweating, it was just a very intense experience, and I visioned, I envisioned this being um, during my session who was tall, had white hair, um, and I, I didn't necessarily know what the message was, and I honestly, I can't remember now. I would have to ask my Reiki, uh, my, my Reiki friend, my Reiki teacher, um, what the message was, because I truly can't remember right now, but... Um, this being was there and essentially what they were doing was offering their energy to help in my healing process in that moment. And kind of from then on, uh, I've known that this being has kind of been with me, um, and has kind of watched over me and kept me safe. Um, which I'm just now realizing like, he, that this this being has always been here and he definitely like the reason why I say he is because I definitely felt a more masculine presence um and so did my Reiki teacher so um and I ended up getting a name for him I, I don't feel comfortable necessarily sharing this name just yet because I think it's personal to me and my my experience but um you know, I plan to try to reconnect with him after everything that I have learned and discovered and just become more aware of in the last couple of days because I feel the need to process this and I'm processing this through here. Um, so anyways, kind of going back to Dolores Cannon and her book, uh, she talks about there being three waves of volunteers coming to Earth to help raise Earth's vibration and to put it back on track to healing and to essentially becoming a new earth, right? 
Um, and so she talks about these different volunteers and I, I feel like I've heard of this before, like maybe a year or two ago where I was understanding that there are different, you know, that each different types of generations are born to do different types of things. Right. Um, but I have been, I've been reminded in the last couple of weeks that the way that I've been living is no longer sustainable or in alignment with where I need to go. Um, and everything that's coming up, everything, everything that I'm being shown is just constantly validating that thought. Uh, I had a Reiki session with a client a week ago and she said something that just finally clicked. Right. And I knew this and I knew these words and she just put them together in a way that made sense. And basically what she said was, no one's going to remember you in two or three generations. So why worry about the, you know, messing up at work or doing the wrong thing or saying the wrong thing? You know, we're humans, we're divine beings having a human experience and we're supposed to learn. Earth is a place to learn the hardest lessons that it has to offer. And, you know, she was just like, why worry? Like, live your life for you and that's it. And the other thing that she said was, I've also realized that I can't change the world, but I can change my world. And that was big because I've always been under the guise of I'm going to change the world by what I'm doing. But I think that that just put way too much pressure on me and, and put too much pressure on my healing journey. So the fact that she said that and the fact that I finally understood, I was like, yes, queen, like get it. Like you finally understand. Um, but it take it's a process and I think I'm still learning that this is a process, you know, this healing journey I've been on for three years and I know I will continue for the rest of my human existence. And it's like, it's so cool to just constantly be awakened to new ideas and new knowledge and to constantly be like raising my vibration because that's the whole purpose is to raise my vibration. But before I get into that, um, and my personal experiences, I did want to talk about the different waves of volunteers that are coming through. Um, and I'm going to read from a website called uh, empathandlightbeings.com, uh, and I will post this article in the description. Um, but basically, it's essentially like debriefing what Dolores talks, uh, what Dolores describes is the three waves of volunteers. So I'm going to read about the first wave. So the first wave of volunteers who are currently between the ages of roughly 45 and 75 have the greatest challenges. They're the groundbreakers and way showers. They tend to find life on earth very dense, disruptive to the peaceful state that they, that or state they either vaguely or strongly remember they have a profound feeling of homesickness that has nothing to do with their current life. They often have a deep yearning to leave the density of this place and go home. As a result, these souls sometimes feel suicidal. Some volunteers make serious attempts at suicide because they know uh, no other way to relieve the intense misery they suffer. And I had a Reiki session yesterday that essentially helped... Um, this Reiki practitioner helped me release any cords with my mother, right? I have a lot of tie-in with my mom and um, essentially, you know, the message that I got was that she wants to be me. And I'm not saying that in a vain way. I'm not saying that in an egotistical way. What I'm saying is that 
she, I'm living the life she wanted to live. Does that make sense? Like I'm living the, you know, she wants to live vicarious through me, but vicariously through me. But by doing that, she is taking my energy and I'm willingly giving it. And so I have to learn ways to protect myself and protect my energy and not allow that to happen because that's just taking away from my healing and that's just taking away from my growth. But when I read this, it made a lot of sense because she is part of that first wave, right? She is in her 50s and she just has completely lost her way. And I never really understood why she never wanted to learn uh, earth things or wanted to learn the new technology that was coming out or how to use it. And honestly, like this all makes sense now. Like it, it makes a lot of sense in her behaviors and, and the struggles that she's going through mentally, emotionally, and physically that she doesn't want to be here. Like this is, you know, she is the test run. She is the trial run and she is a very intuitive, empathetic person. And she has kind of allowed, you know, unknowingly allowed the world to kind of mute her, to dim her light, right? And I see that with my father too. Like he's so frustrated. He's a little bit differently. He's different in the sense that like he's a little bit more headstrong. And so I think like, you know, um, his struggles are more in understanding like, I think, why? Like why do we have to work so hard in this life, right? I, you know, but I'm starting to understand my parents as these light beings that are the test runs, right? They are the pioneers of these three waves here on earth and they just are not, they don't like it. And I get that and I see that now and it's so weird that I can see that now and it's so clarifying and and honestly like healing and truly makes me like understand my relationship with them now. Um, I definitely think that there's a lot to process still there and a lot to talk about. I don't know if I could necessarily ever talk to them about this, but I think like I, I might pose some questions just to see um, because I am aware of it. And it's it's just fascinating to me now. Um, and so basically, OK, so then it goes into it talks a little bit more about how um, the first waivers are often quite sensitive to loud sounds, harsh lights, strong emotions, crowds of people, and anything else they encounter that challenges the peace and oneness they've always known. Due to these sensitivities, the oldest volunteers often find it easier to be alone. Many choose to work from home in relative solitude. They often do not marry or have children because they're innately wary of uh, creating karma. Um, obviously, I am. <laughs> I am my parents' karma. Um, but basically, let's see, what else is it? So first wave volunteers find the customs and waves of doing things on earth to be strange and unnecessary, even barbaric at times. They try very hard to adapt and to varying degrees they're able to, but there are always parts of Earth's culture that seem unfailingly daunting and confusing. This can lead a second waiver to feel as if they're somehow inherently flawed and maladaptive and then naturally as if they don't belong. These volunteers often have trouble finding their tribe, which can create a sense of loneliness and isolation, further solidifying their strong desire to return home. And I see this in my parents a lot. Like, they don't have many friends out, they don't, I don't know if they necessarily have any, like, good friends, they don't, um, they don't have those strong connections that I'm building and that I'm for, like, forming with the people that are in my life, 
Um, and, and it's truly, and I, I've noticed that a lot about other people's parents as well. And it's funny because I was just talking with a friend and she was just like, yeah, I want my future partner's parents to be my parents' friends. And it's funny because we see that, like those of us in the second wave see that our parents don't have those genuine, authentic connections with others. And so they feel lost. They feel empty. They feel, you know, sad and lonely and depressed. And it's just like, it all makes so much sense. Um, but anyways, okay, so that's the first waivers. The second waivers, uh, so this is the second wave volunteers have many of the traits of their first wave forebearers. These people are currently in their 20s, 30s, and possibly early 40s. In particular, this younger generation comes with an inner light that others uh, seem instantly drawn to. Just being naturally beaming, their light tends to help lift people up and can even provide healing. The paradox is uh, that the second waivers don't like being around other people, especially in great numbers, generally preferring to be alone or with animals, second wave volunteers are often concerned that they're not doing enough to accomplish their purpose or mission. However, they really don't need to do much except be. Their inner, uh, or their light does the rest. These beautiful souls are often, however, drawn to some kind of healing or helping profession. They, like the rest of volunteers, are often spiritually gifted and connected to source energy. And when I heard this in the audiobook and when I read this article, I'd read a couple articles off on this and I'll actually post a few of the articles that I found helpful in understanding this idea of the three waves. Um, I was like, that's it. Like that makes so much sense. And again, it's, it's validating that concept that my one client said uh, about not changing the world, but changing our world by changing our world. I mean by changing my internal world. So by changing my internal world, I am able to then emit light, emit high frequency energy all around me without doing anything. All I need to do is focus on me and emitting that high frequency energy to make change happen to inspire to change like inspire change to happen. And it's it's almost it all makes sense. Like my existence here on earth makes sense right now. I am not here to change the world. I am here to change my world, my internal being, which then will ripple effect and change the world. But that is not my purpose. My purpose is to change me. My purpose is to rise to the highest possible frequency I can as a human being and to become a beacon of light. And again, I'm not saying this as an ego, egotistic maniac. I'm saying this as a person who has struggled with making genuine connections, who has struggled with finding her purpose. Like, you know, and I find myself teaching I'm a teacher, right? I find myself teaching, which is one of the places that you will find a lot of second waivers is in helping positions or in, in positions that essentially help to make change. And so with this idea, it just, you know, it makes sense that I no longer necessarily have to 
strive to find my purpose, but what I need to do is just exist and just create and emit joy and peace and light. And I am a generator. Um, and so it just makes so much sense. Like second waivers, a lot of us are generators. Um, and so then this brings me to the third wave. So the third wave of volunteers are currently children and adolescents. Although they seem to have an easier time than the first and second wave, these younger ones still have challenges. They are often the brightest and most creative people among their peers. Due to their upgraded DNA, this will happen to everyone, apparently, but the children came in already changed. They have tremendous gifts and knowings. They frequently exhibit skills and knowledge way beyond their years. They tend to learn quickly and become bored easily. Because of this, the third wave volunteers sometimes have difficulty in school. Not because they don't excel remarkably fast, but because other children, teachers, administrators, and sometimes parents don't understand them. In our diagnosis and pill-happy society, these gifted children can uh, very mistakenly end up being labeled learning or psychiatrically disabled and placed on medication. Such a tragedy for these amazing beings who are here to move us forward and save the world. And it's funny because this one really got me. When I read this one, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> me as a second waiver, as a generator, I need to take a step back. I work with the third wave of children and I need to take a step back and allow them to essentially see the world through their eyes and not project my own views on them. And obviously, as a teacher, that is obviously like recommended, you know, but what I mean by that is ways of figuring out solutions or ideas. These kids are getting stifled by our second wave, you know, ideas and, and, uh, understandings because we are not 100% awakened as they are. And it's funny because I noticed this. I noticed this amongst my students that they are incredibly intelligent, that they are incredibly capable of doing important things. And I see this education system just dimming their lights and taking away their natural abilities of being and existing and so I definitely like you know all of this I, I always say this anytime I'm learning something new like this take it with a grain of salt if this doesn't resonate with you fine that's fine it's not supposed to um, but it does with me and it does with the things that I've experienced and observed especially as an educator and I continue to think about this you know the school system stifled me it didn't understand me either, but I feel like there are so many more children who are being diagnosed with ADHD, who are being diagnosed with all of these neurodivergent impairments, if you will, when in reality they are the most awakened and most aware of all the generations currently existing on planet Earth. And so you have to wonder, you know, how can we as second waivers and first waivers do our job that we were supposed to do without interfering with each other's jobs? Does that make sense? Like, I am here just to be, just to exist, just to emit a higher frequency, obviously share what I've learned, but also to help that third wave of, you know, humans understand 
that they can be change makers, that they can do great things, and they can defy some of the beliefs that the second waivers still hold because we haven't necessarily been awakened. But I don't want to get too much into that only because I don't know too much about it. Um, But what I do know is that the earth is awakened. The people are awakening. Just looking at TikTok and being a part of that community and seeing all these different perspectives and all these people just coming to the realization that we can no longer exist the way we have. We can't do it. It's not sustainable. It's not in alignment with where the planet is going and where it wants to go. And so our job, so if you were born in the 1990s and the, and the 2000s, okay, the early 2000s, you're part of the second wave generation from my understanding. This, I could, I wasn't able to find like a definitive like year to year basis. Um, my understanding for the first wave was between the 19, like end of 1940s to the 19 and like 1980s or something like that. But I think it also includes, I, I think there's some like, you know, overlap, obviously. I think the ultimate... Um, thing to take away from this podcast is that if you have been struggling with your purpose, like I have been, and you just feel like you're constantly seeking something, um, look internally. And it's funny that Reiki came into my life when I was seeking more purpose. I was seeking an understanding as to what I was supposed to do here on earth. Um, and I didn't know that this is where I would end up three years later. And it's shocking and a beautiful, beautiful experience to be able to finally comprehend that my purpose is just to be. My purpose is to raise my vibration and to exist in the higher vibrations of the earth. And Honestly, it has taken a huge load off my shoulders. I I don't feel, I don't know if I truly understand and comprehend how I feel just yet because this has literally happened in the last like two, three weeks. Um, But there, you know, like if you have been struggling, think about it. Think about what you can do for yourself, for your world, your internal world. Because, you know, I want to add to what my client said, like this idea of like, I can't change the world, but I can change my world. I want you to change your inner world, not the world around you, because the world around you, like your current, you know, your living situation, your work situation, that world will change once you start internally changing. And it's funny because if you think about all the different programs out there, I'm literally in Breathe for Change right now, and they say their their whole premise is that you have to start on your relationship with self before you can go into relationships with others and then communities. So it's a ripple effect. So if you are truly trying to make change, make a difference in your life, start with you. Start with your internal world. Go through everything that is not in alignment and release it. Go through any attachments that you have. Release them. 
I am really going to double down and see what else I can get rid of and no longer hold on to because I do like I do want to raise my vibration and I do want to be able to attract people who might need help. Um, And so I want to end this podcast with this idea. If you've gotten this far, thank you for sticking with me. This was kind of an out of, you know, out there thought and idea, but it's interesting. And I really wanted to share my thoughts on it. But if you have been struggling with, you know, creating your internal world to align with your views and your values and your priorities, you know, reach out to me. Um, I am a Reiki practitioner. I do read Oracle cards, set up a session with me. You can go on my website, which I will add into the description, mispiritualhealing.com. Set up a meeting with me. Let's see if, you know, we are essentially compatible, right? Because I have learned from right, you know, right away that not every client is going to be meant for me. But I could be a good starting point for people and where they want to go. So keep that in mind. Um, I love Reiki. I love sharing Reiki. But basically it's, you know, and I will actually, I think the next episode that I will have will hopefully be about Reiki. And um, I'm hoping to interview my Reiki teacher slash friend um, who got me into it and, and helped me through some really important life changes. Um, but if you're seeking guidance, uh, feel free to reach out. I'm more than happy to help. But, um, other than that, thanks for listening and I will speak to you soon.